to come forward and to see what is God showing us as we go forth in this this um, topic of swimming upstream. Remember, we're wrapping it up. This is the third one. And we want to see, you know, what is God showing me? What is God showing you? Let's go ahead and we're going to open up with prayer. So let's kind of get a point to where we're settled. We're ready to hear the word of God. So let's go ahead and, and just take a deep breath. We thank you, Lord. We thank you, Lord, for this day that you've created. We thank you, Lord, for this topic that's so important of swimming upstream. Lord, continue just to open up our spiritual ears, open up our spiritual eyes, that we may hear and see the direction that you have for each and every one of us as we go forth in the kingdom. Lord, as we, we are opening up the, the scriptures today, speak to us, Lord, and show us. Show us what you, you want us to know as we go forth in the kingdom today. Lord, help us to just forget about yesterday. Help us to forget about this morning so we can be ever so present with you to be able to hear from you. In Jesus' name we pray. Amen. And remember that, that I'm a vessel of God, like you are a vessel of God, that I'm a spokesperson for the kingdom. And I don't take that lightly because I know that I have a responsibility as a leader in this ministry, that we come from the word of God. We want you to, to ingrain it. We want you to get it. We want you to live it. Because we try to do that each and every day. Are we perfect? No, we're not. Not, not by any means are we perfect going forth in the kingdom. We're all flawed, all of us. But we do tr strive to be Christ-like and for perfection. So as I take you, and I've take, took you on each one of these, these segments when we're talking about swimming upstream, I took you to Romans 12 and 1. And we're gonna still, we're gonna start there because I want you to see what God is showing you. As we go forth in the kingdom, we're gonna start at that 12th, 12th chapter. Let's go ahead and start at the first verse. Because remember when, when we're swimming upstream and we're using a lot of effort in our daily lives, and sometimes it's an uphill battle. You've, you've seen me uh, illustrate that climbing the stairs, taking one step at a time, that's what we do in the kingdom. We take one step at a time. But we use the scripture, we use prayer to get our instruction, to get our guidance. To see, you know, what, what is my Heavenly Father telling me? We have such an amazing gift from when we give our lives over to the kingdom. That it's no longer about us. It's, it's about the kingdom. And God sent His only begotten Son, Jesus Christ, so that we may live. And that we have a coach within us, the Holy Spirit, that guides us and shows us in our daily walk. So let's go ahead and go to the scripture. And I want to show you in this scripture. If you haven't heard before, I, I use the scripture so much because it's so fundamental. It's kind of like having that, that basis of the kingdom. In that first verse, it says, I beseech you therefore, brethren, by the mercies of God, that you present your bodies a living sacrifice. Remember when I talked about that sacrifice? It's a surrender. It's giving 
everything that you have, everything that you have to go forth in the kingdom. And we use everything that we have because that is what the sacrifice is. We give all we've got. And that's what God wants because he can work with us. We don't just give like a little bit. It's kind of like um, being a parent. When you're a parent, you just, you know, give a little bit of your time to your children. Well, what, what happens if we just give a little bit of time to a baby? That baby can't survive. As parents, we give everything that we have to nurture that child, to see that child grow into an adult. And that's what God uses us. We're, we're first babies when we come into the kingdom, but God wants everything that we have. We have to come like as a baby, that Lord just use everything, use all, all of me for your will. And we come to like, God will start to nurture us and start to mold us and, and guide us. And that's how, how it works. But we have to come to that and be in that living sacrifice, surrendering everything that we have. And when I say that, surrendering everything we have, is everything that we have inside. God works with us inside out. He wants this. He wants your heart. He wants to, to work with that and change us. And a lot of us, we all need change. We all need to be perfected. But if we come as a living sacrifice, letting our Heavenly Father work with us, that's when we can be effective for the kingdom. So let's, let's go ahead and, and keep going. We present our bodies a living sacrifice, wholly acceptable to God, which is your reasonable service. And look at the second part. I, I've said this a lot of times. Do not be conformed to this world. Remember, we're living in the natural world, but we're not of the world. So don't be conformed to this natural world where everybody's doing what they want to do. We're not, we're doing things differently. Don't be conformed to this world, but be transformed. How do we get transformed? By the renewing of our mind. That you may prove what is that good and acceptable and perfect will of God. We have to, to transform and change some things. That's such a fundamental scripture because it allows us to step back. And it allows us to, to look, okay, what do I need to do differently? How, how is God going to work in my life? And even though wherever we are in the kingdom, whatever your, your spiritual maturity is, we have to remember that scripture. Am I really being that sacrifice every day? Am I God, letting God work in my life? Am I letting God mold me and shape me? Or am I reacting just out of feeling? Am I saying whatever comes out of my mouth? Am I thinking about it? Am I, am I trying to be Christ-like? And we have to, to look at that each and every day. Because what happens? You wake up and the day can bring you many different things. It can bring you happiness. It can bring you joy. It can bring you some adversity. It can bring you some challenges. All of that comes with our daily walk. But we have to remember we stay on that narrow road. We want to, to continue to be Christ-like in everything that we do. Our actions, what we say, what we do, everything. 
We want to be Christ-like. So we come back to that scripture. That's why I take you there all the time. I have to look at it myself too. That am I being that living sacrifice every day? Or am I just reacting the way Patty wants to react? I have to be that living sacrifice. Let God mold me. Let God shape me. Let God instruct me through the day. So let's go ahead and go to the, the meat of our scriptures. I want to take you to Philippians. And let's go ahead and go into the third chapter. Let's see what God is, is telling us. And, you know, I, and I think about this, the apostle of this ministry, he does so much fundamental work, daily work, hourly work. And he just thinks that for the kingdom that aren't always popular, that not people don't always go with, um, he works hard in this in this ministry. And, and I think about that the apostles in that were walking along with Jesus, they did some things that were not popular. They were doing things that, that Jesus was instructing them to do. And as a, as a leader in the kingdom, and really as a follower in the kingdom, as being part of the kingdom, being a child of God, there's things that we do that aren't always popular, just like the apostles did. And do we just continue to, when we hit that snag in the road or we hit that hard spot, do we just give up? No, because we have a Heavenly Father that never leaves us and never forsakes us. And He guides us and pushes us along the way. And He leads us through our circumstances. He leads us while we're swimming upstream. When we're hitting those, those circumstances that are tough in our life, we have a Father that never leaves us and forsakes us. Let's look at what the scripture is telling us. And we're in the third chapter, the 12th verse. It says, not that I have already attained or am already perfected, but I press on. Let's, let's look at that for a minute. The Apostle Paul was, was, was saying this, that, you know, the, the apostles have encountered so many things and they died living for the kingdom. And that's how we have to be. We have to die living for the kingdom. Doing some things that aren't always popular. We're a child of God. We're a vessel of God. God strengthens us. God shows us. And we have to continue to put one foot in front of the other. And I, I love that analogy because it's, it's kind of like if you need to get somewhere, what do you do? You put one foot in front of the other. Have you ever seen babies walking for the first time? They instinctively do that. They put one foot in front of the other. And when I when I saw my, my daughters walking for the first time, I remember seeing the excitement in their, their eyes. That they're moving. That they're upright. And they're moving forward. And they're so excited about that. And that's how we have to be. Those babes in Christ walking for the first time, being excited to move forward. And sometimes, remember how babies, sometimes they fall when they're first learning how to walk until they get it. You know, they, they keep doing it and doing it and doing it. And what happens? They get better at it. They get stronger. They get more agile. 
And what happens? They start to run. And that's what happens with us. We're sometimes unsure in the kingdom where, you know, where should I go? And you're cautiously taking those steps. But as you get stronger in the kingdom, remember you have the Heavenly Father that moves behind you and is guiding you and, and, and leading you as you're going upstream, that you get stronger and you start to move faster. But you're putting one foot in front of the other. And we're talking about this spiritually. We take steps, steps, steps. And one of these steps is, is the Word of God. One a very important step when we're, we're hitting that adversity is coming to the Word of God. We don't just do it one time and then, okay, I'm good, I'm done. No, we have to keep doing it because this is what strengthens us. Because we have a Heavenly Father that's instructing us and giving us that wisdom as we go forth. And as you're reading the scriptures and you're letting God work in your life, that's how you get stronger. And you start to say, okay, well, okay, I'm hitting some adversity in my life. That God is like, okay, I, I, I'm getting this. You know, God's showing me and God is leading, leading me. This isn't so scary anymore. And the more that you do that, the stronger you get. Just as that baby's walking for the first time, we continue to get stronger. We continue to get faster. We get more powerful because it's the kingdom and our Heavenly Father that's showing us. And we have the Holy Spirit within us and guiding us. So let's go ahead and go back to that scripture. When, when Paul said that, not that I've already attained or I'm already perfected, but I press on. We continue to move forward that I may lay hold of that which Christ Jesus has also laid hold of me. Remember, we have that Holy Spirit within us, guiding us, pushing us. Look at this 13th verse. Brethren, I do not count myself to have apprehended, but one thing I do, forgetting those things that are behind. Let me take you to the Common English version of this. That 13th verse. Let's, let's break it down a little bit. It says, brothers and sisters, I myself don't think I've reached it. But I do this one thing. I forget about the things behind me and reach out for the things ahead of me. Absorb that for a moment. Okay. Apostle Paul did a lot of things and talked to many of the followers. And he knows that he's a vessel of God. And he's letting them know, I myself don't think I've reached it. Like I'm there. But he continues to do the one thing. He's continuing to move forward. Forgetting those things that are behind, but pressing forward. Look at this. I forget about the things behind me and reach out for the things ahead of me. When you're swimming upstream, that means you're hitting some adversity. You're hitting some challenges. When, when you're encountering challenges, you don't keep looking behind like, okay, I just, I was involved in so many things in my past. So many things that were behind me. Because what happens is it takes your 
you're focusing forward. We're, we're, we're talking about this spiritually, okay? We kind of get this. We're, we're going forward, but we're looking behind. And what happens when we, we look behind? We get our eyes off of the goal. We get distracted because, oh, there's that path coming. What's behind me? Is it following me? We're, we're th- look at the spiritual light. We have to be tunnel vision. We have to look forward. We have to see what is God leading me. We're putting one foot in front of the other. The only way that we can move forward is to go forward. We can't be distracted of what's behind. Now, let me look at that scripture again. Now, picture that. I forget about the things behind me and reach out for the things ahead of me. Because this is where we need to go. We need to continue to move forward. In everything that we do, we need to continue to progress. Yes, it might be difficult when we talked about swimming upstream and swimming against the current. But remember, we have a Heavenly Father that is going to continue to move us forward. If we, we just, all that we have to do, do our job of putting one foot in front of the other. Continue to move forward. Let's look at the scripture some more. The goal I pursue is the prize of God's upward call in Christ Jesus. And it always, whenever I think about the scripture, I always think about a track race. Have you ever watched um, a race competition on a track? Or maybe even did this as kids in in the school playground where y'all have a starting line and someone says on on your mark, it's at go, and they run. What are they running to? They're running to, to finish, to get to that end point, to go as fast as they can, as strong as they can. They want to, to, to be the winner. And that's how we, we need to do as, as children of God, is we want to, to get there the best we can. We want to train hard. We want to get across that finish line. We want to continue to move forward. And that's really what what Paul is saying. That forgetting those things that behind, don't get distracted. Don't get get your eyes off of the prize of that finish line, of reaching that end goal. We each have a purpose in this kingdom. Every single one of us, you have a purpose. I have a purpose. And maybe you don't know what that purpose is. Maybe all you think is like, I'm just swimming upstream and I'm flapping my arms and I'm not going anywhere. God's going to show you how to continue and move forward and to progress. But we got to forget those things that are behind. So our eyes can be focused on what's ahead to that goal. And God didn't say that it's not going to be hard and it's not going to be challenging sometimes. Sometimes it is a smooth ride. Sometimes it's very challenging. God knows what each one of us needs. God knows how to work with you. And you might say, God does not know where I've come from. God does not know what I've been through. God doesn't know where I am right now. All I can see is just hard. And you know what? 
God knows. God knows you. He said he, formed, he knew you before you were formed in the womb. God knows you. God knows me. He knows everything about you. Everything about me. All God wants us to do is, is, you know, bring yourself that sacrificial offering. Bring yourself there first. You got to start somewhere. Bring yourself as this, okay, God, I'm going to let you work in my life. And from there, God's going to work in your life. He just wants you to take that step. But how do we know what those steps are? How do we know what to do? We come to the word of God. We come to his word. Because every word in there instructs us. Every word in there instructs you. And God will start to mold you. And God will start to shape you. And start to, you know, you start to go through that training process. It's kind of like babies, you know, starting first the walking. If they crawl first, and then they start to walk, and then they start to run. There's a process. God works us in those steps. Remember this step? This, you know, going up the stairs. To go up the stairs, you got to take one step at a time. Next step, next step. One step at a time. God will continue to elevate you and continue to show you and mold you. Let's keep going with that scripture. The goal I pursue is the prize of God's upward call in Christ Jesus. So all of us who are spiritually mature should think this way. And if anyone thinks differently, God will reveal it to him or her. How does, how does God reveal to, to us? God reveals to us through his word. As you're reading the word of God, God will show you things in your life. God will start to, to work with you. And when you have those quiet times with your heavenly father in prayer and listening, it's not always you talking. It's also listening. And God will start to show you. And as you mature in the kingdom, God will show you more and more. It's kind of like going up the stairs. You're getting stronger and that wisdom is starting to grow. God speaks to us in his word. Only let's live in a way that is consistent with whatever level we have reached. Let me say that again. Only let's live in a way that is consistent with whatever level we have reached. Look at it as like a stair. You're taking one step at a time, another step, another step. And maybe you've gone up 20 steps and there's somebody that's just starting at the bottom. Remember, you're, you're, this is your walk. And, and sometimes in the, in the kingdom, you know, people look to us, maybe that are more spiritually mature. And remember, we all work together in the kingdom. We all have our specific purpose. We all stay in our own lane. We do what we need to do, but we also come together in the body. But we have to do our part. God is showing us so much in his word. God is showing us so much in prayer. If you listen, he will continue to, to show you and guide you. Let me take you to another scripture. We're gonna to go to Philippians. We're gonna stay in Philippians. 
And let's go to the first verse. Oh no, I'm sorry. First chapter. I'm gonna go down to Let's go ahead and um, okay. Let's go to the first chapter, and I want to go to the twelfth, twelfth verse. But I want you to know this is Apostle Paul still speaking. But I want you to know, brethren, that the things which happened to me have actually turned out for the furtherance of the gospel so that it had become evident to the whole palace guard and to all the rest of my chains are in Christ. And most of the brethren in the Lord have become confident by my chains are much more bold to speak the word without fear. Some indeed preach God Christ, even from envy and strife, and some also from goodwill. The former preach Christ from selfish ambition, not sincerely, supposing to add affliction to my chains, but the latter of love, knowing that I am appointed for the defense of the gospel. What then? Only that in every way, whether in pretense or in truth, Christ is preached, and in this I rejoice, yes, I will rejoice. God continues, do you see how, you know, Apostle Paul and and really all the, the disciples that were with Christ, had that that swimming against the stream you know that it was it was tough but we have so many examples from the disciples and from Jesus Christ and, and the word that they continued to push forward was it difficult sometimes absolutely but they continued because they knew that final price they knew they got it within them. They knew that they knew they knew. And once you get that, you continue to move forward. You're continuing to see how how God is working in your life. You'll see how God is molding you and shaping you. That, you know, you don't be afraid. Sometimes the, the, what God has for us, it takes us out of our comfort zone. And we're like, uh, I don't really know if I want to do that. No, but God gives us that strength. It's not about us. It's about the kingdom. God shows us, God molds us, and God shapes us. It's like that scripture about the the clay you know god if we let god mold us and shape us he'll make us into that vessel that he wants to be we're not molding and shaping ourselves well we're not supposed to (laughs) because we can be that unstable vessel that crooked vase (laughs) but if we let god mold us and shape us we tend we're going to be that beautiful vessel that has strength in all sides but we let God work in our lives. We're not doing it. We're letting God work in our lives. So I want to encourage you to continue to stay on that road that God is showing you 
you're following your path that God is shaping for you. Because when we do that, and we follow that path that God has shaped for, for us, for me and for you, we become more effective in the kingdom. We're not looking behind, we're not getting distracted. We're staying our course and we're moving forward one step at a time, one step at a time. We don't just leap. It's kind of like that baby. The baby doesn't go from being born to running. It has to go through some state changes. Babies have to grow and they have to, to learn how to, to roll over first and get their neck straight and, and strengthened and their limbs strengthened to where when they get older, they're able to crawl. And then they're able to start taking those steps up and be able to walk. There's stages that we go through. And maybe we're in that baby stage at 60 years old. It doesn't matter how you come to the kingdom. The part is that you come to the kingdom. It's ne never too late to start. You know that that we are all at different maturity levels. And you, you can't look at the next person over. You have to just look at yourself. And when we get to those, those situations where we're swimming upstream, we're hitting adversity, we know that God is there and God is guiding us. He uses those times to learn from. When you're hitting adversity, you think of it this way that, boy, this is a learning, this is learning for me. Because you'll start to see when you start to hit, you start to go swimming upstream, you start to be, you're going to start to be focused and you're not, pretty soon you're not going to be looking back. You're going to be focused. Okay. How do I move forward? How do I get this this done? God, show me. God, lead me. God, guide me. I do that every day. Every day in, 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 when I start work, every day when, um, as a parent, that God, lead me. God, show me. And that's exactly what God does in my life. Do I do it all perfectly? No, but I do try to. I do try to do the best that I can. And the more that I've done that over time, I see how God has strengthened me in my own walk. And God has shown me just amazing things. And I'm amazed at the abilities that he's given me. But he just wants a willing vessel. And I want to be that willing vessel for him. And I encourage you to be that willing vessel as well. Because God can do amazing things in your life when you have your spiritual ears open and your spiritual eyes open. God can show you and God can mold you and shape you. So I want you to, to be encouraged to go back over those scriptures. See what God is showing you in your life. What is God showing me and how can God work with me with my kids and with my husband and, and with my coworkers, everybody that's around? Because you'll see how it starts to spread when you're doing your path and you're staying focused to that goal, you'll see how everything around you starts to shift and change. So continue to stay, put one foot in front of the other. Take those scriptures, go back over them, see what God is showing you in, in your life. And let's go ahead and, and open up with prayer, or I'm sorry, close with prayer. And just kind of let's, let's reflect of what we, we discussed 
And if you haven't, if you didn't catch the this, the different podcasts that were upstream one and two, I encourage you to go back and, and listen to them because it continues just, there's so much that God has in the kingdom and God is showing us. And especially now, sometimes we feel all over the place. But let's go ahead and see what, you know, what God's showing you and how can God get you situated? How can God get you moving forward? We thank you, Lord, for this word that came forth today. We thank you, Lord, Lord, for this series of Swimming Upstream. Lord, continue just to touch the lives of those people out there that are listening. God, show them, God, guide them in their own lives so they continue to reach for that goal instead of being distracted looking behind them. Lord, let them know that you've given them the wind beneath their sails, Lord, to push them forward, push, push them upward. Continue, Lord, to take this word. Let it ingrain in us. Let us live this word out for you, for your greater glory. In Jesus' name we pray, amen. Again, we thank you for joining us here at Harvest New Life Studios and Harvest New Life Church International. And we are continuing just to touch the lives of his people. And we, we take that such a huge responsibility. And it's such a it's such a gift to be able to present these broadcasts. We want you to continue to stay con- continue to stay plugged in with us, continue to stay plugged into the kingdom so God can continue to show you how to take those steps forward and and to grow in the kingdom. We thank you. We love you here at Harvest New Life Studios. It's a pleasure. And continue to stay forward. Talk to somebody. Talk to somebody who may not know about the kingdom, who may not, you know, that may be lost, may be struggling right now. But continue just to, to show them how, you know, we can continue to, to reach each other. And we continue to help each other. Touch somebody today that, you know, that may not be able to to be in the kingdom may not be able to think they can can't be in the kingdom that they're just floundering out there show them the way give them an encouraging word but until next week we thank you for joining us and have a great day and we thank you for joining us at Spreaker and podcast and cast box. We're going to go ahead and sign off until next week. We thank you for joining us and have a blessed week. Anchor going in right now. Got them moving right now. If you go to Anchor, you got to go to HarvestNewLifeChurch.com. Let me, let me back up a little bit here. So I'm going to be setting, kind of standing a little bit because, you know, I still got that hamstring. I'm going to kind of adjust my camera just a little bit, but don't worry about that. You can look at me in the chest or whatever. It, it, it doesn't matter. It's just, don't, don't just pay attention to this word. Just pay attention to this word. So we got Anchor in here. We got our YouTube station coming in here in just a moment. want to make sure we get them in properly as we should. See them kind of on the side over here.
got large screens in here, so got to pull these things back and forth and let make sure we're getting everybody in here. Okay, that's like YouTube. Going to give us a little fancy shot on YouTube. They're going to get us in there. We're going to get going here. Uh, YouTube station, so we actually kind of going to give you a public shot here. I'm going to upload one of my past, uh, pictures here and get it in there. I put a kind of a picture on my YouTube for you guys can see it. You know, thank God for you guys over here at Anchor. So I'm talking to you and I'm talking with Anchor also. So we got Anchor going live also with us. And we're going to bring you guys back in. We thank God for Facebook coming in. For those who are going to some of my actually, um, Breaker stations, uh, actually YouTube stations. Man, blessing to each and every one of you for coming in and being a part of the work here at HNFC Studios. It's always a blessing. We're going to, we're going to, we're going to, Look at the word that was. Let me bring this back just a little bit and kind of break it down later. Let's get into the word right here, right here, because we're gonna, we're gonna, we're gonna move a little bit. First of all, let's establish some foundation of power. Let's establish some foundation of power, man. With me, guys. I said, I got that hamstring. Y'all stay with me a little bit. Let's establish, let's establish some foundation of power. Let's get the power, God. Go with me to the book of Ephesians. I'm gonna duck in here with you guys. Remember, I'm gonna be kind of jumping up and down with you guys because I had that hamstring procedure. It bothers me a little bit, but you know, in the name of Jesus, y'all keep on praying for I'm healed. You know, I can't work out like I used to work out. You know, I'm getting a little older. You know, but I'm, I'm wiser. I tell you, but I, I do a lot of other things to keep me in shape, and that's what I do. The Lord declared and decreed in the Word of God: If you take care of yourself with the vessel you have, He promised you seventy years. Listen to me, man. Oh God, prophesy over your own self. He promised you seventy years. The Bible declared, don't let me talk about grace. When you talk about grace, God is, look here. The promise is 70 years. God said, I give you the seven. That's a free, that's if you walk upright. That's if you walk upright. According to Psalms 84, 11. If I walk upright, no good thing will God hold for me. That's if, I if, if I walk upright. When I follow all the rules and all the regulations of the kingdom of God, as I heard Dr. Bill Wilson say, when I all the commands, all the precepts, and everything I need to do with the kingdom of God and do everything according to his will, then I'll be able to walk with the commands of God. Because God won't go back on his word. Now, we see that over in Isaiah 55, 11. God is not a God that he'll go back on his word. Matter of fact, he makes it by clear in what is the Numbers 23, 19 through 21, that he's not a God that he should lie. And he's certainly like one of us that he got to repent. Here's what is a commanding word. It will go forth. And it will not go back void. He said, every word, according to Isaiah 55, 11, that proceeds out of his mouth is a 40 word. It ain't that the word going to fall. You're going to have to believe it. This is what we're talking about when establishing power, dominion, and supremacy of how you was, how you was created in the book of Jeremiah 1 to 5. Didn't no man give you your power? Am I in there with anybody? I talk to anybody. I get a clap. Anybody understand that? Don't look to the M-A-N or W-M-A-N for your word. Look to the G-O-D and to his son, J-E-S-U-S, and the Holy Ghost. To move you into a place. Once we get before the kingdom of God, may sound a little rude to you back there, everybody's going to be bobbing and swinging. Everybody, naked as you come, naked as you. And you're going to be judged by the contents of your heart. Not how many buildings you had, not how many people say you're saved, all this stuff. You're going to have to work out your own soul and salvation with fear and trembling. Keep your heart right. Keep your mind right. Pray and treat all your people right. Treat everybody right. Don't get into that color stuff and all that old junk about black and white and all that. Don't get into that stuff. These people are called, these are division-minded people. God never designed for his body to be divided. God never designed for anything he created to be uh, to a point of unappealing. He designed everything to be appealing to the point of the eye of the individual. Now, we know and understand whatever God puts together, I'm talking about men and women. I ain't talking about nothing else. I'm talking about men and women. Whatever God put together, okay, let nothing separate it. Ain't no rule, no regulation in the land can come in and separate the love of God. Now, you can get into some stuff if you want to. 
You can get in all that old stuff that you deal with, all that old, you know what I'm talking about. Stuff. You can deal with that kind of junk if you want to, but God never put that together. So don't put that in his bag. That's a man-made thing that God that he put together. So the one God talks about establishing your power. And he makes you to understand, since according to Jeremiah 1 and 5, you look at Jeremiah 1 and 5, and what God says in Jeremiah 1 and 5, before you was created, before you was born, listen to me, and before you were designed, look here, be designed, in your mother's womb, I called you. Look here, didn't no man do this? Didn't no M-A-N-O-W-M-A-N do this? He said, I called you to be my workmanship and my prophet before the nation. That means whatever gift I gave you when I created you, it's already automatically been activated if you believe. Your gifts are activated through your belief. It's not activated because you wear a robe. I'm not there with somebody. It's not activated because you walk before some priest or some prophet or anything like that. It's already designed in you. The way you open your gift up is you pray to God and ask him, where is the man in the land that you gave me to help me with the gift that I have in me already? In other words, I play on the field. Like I talk about sports all the time because I'm a sports guy. You got to believe and understand that in the midst of, I see that by most. You got to believe in the midst of what you are and what you are doing. The plan of God would never fall short. You got to believe the power of God. You got to believe the revelation and the illumination. The four winds of the Holy Spirit, the word of God. As it says in Isaiah 55, 11, the word won't go void. It's accomplishing word. In Numbers 23, 19 to 20, my word won't go void. It won't go back. Man, world will go back. Oh, you better hear me. Oh, you better hear me, man or woman. God. Quit running up behind folk. I'm just trying to get you to understand. Ain't nothing wrong with you having a, a, a Psalms 133 gathering together, but don't you look at no temple as being your savior. You are the temple of the Holy Spirit. Aaron says when you come together and be as one, on does shopping on. You bounce off of each other. But whenever you look at yourself as being a part of a brick or mortar, go back to the book of Matthew chapter 13. Jesus went in, had a word in that, and then beside the line and looked at the wrong thing. Look at the great walls. All these things that look good. Jesus said, you know what these walls are going to do? Every one of these walls, every one of these things will be destroyed. Every one of these stones will fall on top of another. Titus, the great general, came in and destroyed all of them. My 78, he tore all that stuff up. But let's get back to the point of power. When you establish yourself in the body as being a power force, the Bible says in the book of Ephesians, it ain't that God may have your back. He's got your back. But you got to believe it. The Bible says in the book of Ephesians like this. He says, Ephesians 1.21. Listen to how he says this. Five of all principalities and powers in dominion. Am I there? Look here, man. Let me just tell you something. Any kind of disease that you can conjure up in a dictionary is already been conquered by the conqueror. As I heard Renee Ellis say out there in Michigan. He don't send you in to fight the battle because the battle was not yours. The conqueror has already got the victory when he's going into the very battle. I sit up my boast. You got to understand, man, what I'm got. Your victory is already won according to your faith. He says in, he says in Ephesians 121, he said, Father of all princes and powers in dominion, look at in might, every name that is named not only in this world, but also that which is come. I don't care what kind of, I don't care what he's making up. People talking about all these other different diseases and sickness coming to the land, but you're going to have to be smart. And you can't get yourself caught up in stuff, things, click club, titles, and position. You got to stay focused. You got to believe and declare the decree in the midst of your life. In the midst of the battle, you're going to have to show up and you got to strip everything off you that's not like God. The word of God declares the curse according to uh, that numbers, uh, what is that, uh, uh, 1 Corinthians 1 to, uh, 128. He said, first let a man, I don't say examine, let a man do an MRI on himself. 
Don't you look to a man or a woman. Don't you look to me to do your MRI. You go in your closet and you read that scripture and you go to the book of Matthew. Go to the book of Matthew with me. Just come with me right quick to the book of Matthew. I'm trying to get out as quick as I can with you guys. I know this thing sometimes shut you off and all that because you get long-winded like I'm, I'm, I would preach to you. But you go in the book of Matthew. You look at the book of Matthew. Who's already in Matthew? We got to go back to Matthew. But if you look at the book of Matthew, and you go over here and you look at the Bible, say, I'm, I'm going to do a PowerPoint teaching on you. I'm not looking at the scriptures in the Word. I got it right here with me. But I want you to see this because I want to do a quickie on you. Let me do a quickie right quick. Look what it says over here in the book of Matthew. Go to Matthew chapter 6. Let me get up in there with you. Go to Matthew chapter 6. Now, let's look at this. Now, we already got power, authority, and dominion. That's, been, that's already been given up from God, not from man. Now we got to know how to release what we need and what we want because according to Jeremiah, in fact, it's already in us. All we got to do is get in the right place, in the right mode to know how to activate it. And it's not going to come to an M-A-N. It's not going to come to a W-M-A-N. It's not going to come to nothing walking on two legs. It's going to come from God. It's going to be how you make your connection. Listen to me before we get into this, Matthew. You got to be careful about the laws of electricity. If you cross the laws of electricity, anything that's dangerous to handle, cancel Christmas. Cancel whatever. Cancel Thanksgiving. Cancel, New, cancel Memorial Day. You hit that thing wrong, you cross it up wrong, you out of there. I was looking at a man on the top of a pole today working at one of these electric companies, he put this big flap. He said, it, this, this, if I get shot, it'll divert the power, but will not, I will catch a joke. Not as much, but I will catch, I feel a joke. I said, well, how many times have you been shot? He said, numerous times. And he said, you don't want to mess with this. This right here, the kingdom of God, don't play with it. If you're in this for games, if you're in this for, for uh, uh, what you would call building personal structure to make yourself famous or look good, wrong place to go. You want to make yourself look known to people? Wrong place to go. You want validation? Wrong place to be. Go out there somewhere else. And this is what the Word tells you about that. He tells you in the book of Matthew, in the book of Matthew chapter 6, in this particular third verse. He says in the first, in third verse, he said, but when I, he said, but when I do with arms, let not, the left, let, let not the left hand know what the right hand doeth. This is what he's saying. Don't boast with your big prayers, your big veins on the side of your neck, hollering at folk, trying to make people hear what you're trying to say, because you don't need all that. You need to just say, our Father who in heaven, how that be thy name, let thy kingdom come, let thy will be done. You want to put all these old fancy words in and make yourself pee mean to know somebody? He tells you right there in Matthew 3. Your prayer is a prayer of solidarity. The Bible does say lift up your voice like a trumpet, but the trumpet has got to be a spiritual trumpet. It's not an outward trumpet. It's a trumpet within the heart. The Bible says, I look at the heart. The Bible says, look here. It's a telephone in your bosom. I dial one for the Father, one for the Son, and one for the Holy Ghost. I don't need no support around anybody to help me get to where I'm going. Because when I get to heaven, i got to answer for my own sins and what my own thing I've done. You going to have the man to ask you for your sins and he messed up like you messed up? The Bible said according to uh, Romans chapter 3, all men is falling. So all men and women falling. So everybody jacked up, tore up, messed up on the floor. Everybody got to work out their own soul and salvation. But those even who I have picked to do my work, they messed up too. Look at David. David messed up. He had a kind of spirit, lusting spirit. Look at Elijah. Elijah had dominion. He ran. He was fearful. Look at David's situation. Look at all of them. They had something in them because it was an M-A-N. But God
God loved them, just like he loved you. You mess up, God will take care of you. He's not going to run off on you like men run off on you. He's going to catch and rub you and take care of you. But he tells you, don't go before people trying to be something that you're not. He says it once again in the fourth chapter over in Matthew 6 and 4. Thy arms may be, may be in secret, and thy father which is secret himself shall reward you openly. Whenever you go into your secret, I see my mother do it all the time in the morning. Whenever she pray, I get up in the morning for school back in the day. I had my mother in there just rumbling up the room. I don't hear them. I don't hear a whole lot. Oh, oh, oh. I hear this, you know, look over my father. Look look over my husband. Pray for a husband. Look over my children. Bless our pantries. 13 kids in the house. Sometimes you come home, man, you don't see nothing but a light bulb in the refrigerator. But I don't know what it is. The Holy Ghost, the hand of the Holy Ghost must do. Anybody ever went to school? Oh, I'm talking to you right now. You don't listen to me. You ever went to school all day long? You had everything on it look good, but you didn't have a pen in your pocket. You was afraid to tell everybody the light was off at your house at home. You didn't have nothing to eat because you were too proud. As a song said, don't you be too proud to beg. When God got something in your life and he's trying to get you to go somewhere, you got to learn how to beg. You got to get on your knees and talk to God about it. Don't you walk with yourself proud and trying to look good and be before people like you something that you're not. And that's the same thing we got going on with people right now. You're trying to look at yourself and being something right now. You need to humble yourself before the mighty hand of God. As he said over in Matthew chapter 5, that when you pray, thou should not pray like the hypocrite. The hypocrites, they love to be seen in the synagogue. They love to be seen on the corners, in the streets. They love to be seen by men. Verily, verily, I say unto you, they have, they have their reward. God said, you got your reward. You want man to please you? You want man to validate you? You want your numbers? Am I in that with somebody? You want your 0.56 or 0.57s? All the stuff you look at is making you popular on a circuit of an internet stream, and you don't know none of them. No personal relationship with none of them, but yet you want to put yourself in the ring as being somebody on because somebody pressed a little button on you and gave you some hearts and said they love you. Am I there with anybody? You don't talk to me because it hurts you. You know, you set you with your words of wisdom, you try to talk to people in such a way as if they don't know nothing. Oh, I'm talking to you. I'm just, this is hamstring hit me, but I'm, I'm speaking this in the name of Jesus. Because when God put a word in me, he put a word in you. ain't never seen me go, but I will go on you. But I'm trying to get you to understand, you can't be a hypocrite in a position. The word of God said the way you're going to establish power in your life is you got to believe what he said in the book of Ephesians 1.21. That's your power. That's your authority. That's your faith according to Hebrews 11. Faith, that's the evidence of things not seen, but the hope and expectation that God would do what he said according to Isaiah 55.11 will go forth. No, you want to believe in some other hookah fit stuff. You want to keep on trying to fleece the people, trying to do things that make yourself look good, to keep these structures and monuments together, to keep yourself looking great. Hold on, somebody. Now you, 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 sometimes you put your hands on the wrong one. You didn't mess with the wrong kind of people. See, this is the kind of people God needed in the last day. People talk with power and authority and not scared to put down things that's not right. So some people say, well, you're not, you're not this, you're not that. You're not this and all these other things. They don't say these things about you. They would say all these things about you. Say, you ain't no pastor. You ain't this. You talk like this. You talk that. No, I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm going to tell you the truth. I'm tired of seeing God's people getting taken advantage of by people who call themselves to be something in position. And then they want to look at them and say, they're not no good. No, that's not going to work no more. That's why this COVID thing is shutting down all these buildings. And you study disobeying the laws that we told you to do, you study running away from them. But you're still trying to gather and, and fleece the people. How you going to tell somebody in the midst of a COVID to donate $5,000 to you? Am I, did I hear that right? I don't look here. You, you, you can look at me any way you want to. I promote no man. I'm afraid of no man. It's like that bitch that, that Pastor Martin said earlier. I, I feel no man. I don't care what name you got, what title you got, what position you got. You may steal my flesh, but you can't steal my soul. 
I tell you in the name of Jesus, I will tell you to your face. You wrong for what you're doing. If the word of God tells you that you need to touch shepherd the flock which among you, then you need to do that. If it's a virus out there killing these folks, and you still trying to crowd up on the people and get things from them for your own benefit, to take care of your own welfare, then you wrong. You got to look for the people before you look toward them. And you got to take care of God's people. He says, shepherd that flock which he have given you. You didn't give it yourself. God gave it to you. And you're going to mishandle it in such a way that you feel that you can do that. And you find some kind of scripture in the Bible trying to reject what I'm saying. No, it's just the truth. The word of God comes back over here, and he tells you a lot about yourself. When you look over here in the book of Ephesians, go to the book of Ephesians, we kind of kind of milk, kind of pick this up a little in the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians tells you some wonderful things about yourself. If you really want to know the love of God, people say, read, and people tell you, well, we, well, well, this is the old school stuff to you. They say, start reading in the book of John, 1 John, you know, reading John. No, no, no. You need to read in the book of Ephesians 1 and 2. You need to see how much God loved you. You need to find out how much God loved you, first of all. In the beginning, God did create the heavens and the world, but in the midst of that, you was mingled in there because God loved you. God thought of you in the midst of all the creation that was going on. That's why I heard that brother over there, over there in, in, in Texas, a big, that bishop, that, that brother, uh, that brother Kickhart. He said, God knew you before you were born. Whatever trial that you were going to go through in your life, God knew you according to Jeremiah, was it Jeremiah 1 and 5? He created you and designed you and engineered you. Then he put a patent on you to call you to be a prophet before the nation. And then he took you over to Jeremiah 29 11. He said, look here, I know the thought and only I know the plan. And my dad was somebody that I have for you. He said it was a good plan and not an evil. God planned for you as far beyond more than you can imagine. I don't care how bad you've been in a situation, how much drugs you've been on, how much prostitution you may have done, how much whole money you may have done, how you may have people run through you, do this and run over you and all that. God still got a plan for your life. Don't you let nobody put you down. Don't you let nobody tell you you ain't got what it takes. The devil is a lie. You get yourself up out of loader bar and you begin to move and you lift your head up and throw your shoulders back. You say, I'm not only eating at the table. I'm eating at this table with God. You get yourself out of that situation. And don't let people dictate your thoughts in your mind and don't even play with your head. As if you lower than somebody. They created just like you. They walk with legs like you. They got guts just like you, eyeballs like you, and everything else. They can decay just like you can decay. But God in your life, God in a situation equals everything is always going to come out victory. Man, you better hear me talking to you today. I don't know why the Holy Ghost got me going off on you, but I am going off on you today. Don't you get yourself caught up in this stuff out here and men trying to fleece you for the well-being of their own. You trust God in the situation. You move directly with authority, the power of the Holy Spirit. Because God's plan for your life is always more than what you can see. Look what he says over here in the book of Ephesians. The book of Ephesians says something very interesting right here. As I look over in Ephesians, I look over in this particular, um, uh, looks like it's um, 11th verse in Ephesians 1 and 11. Let me get you right here. Look at Ephesians 1 and 11. Look at that 1 and 11 verse. The Bible says, Who we have obtained inheritance and being looking predestined according to the purpose. Look here. To the purpose of him who work all things after the counsel of his own will. Man, woman, God, I don't care how bad you are messed up. And people say you messed up. 
You in the will of God. Am I in that with anybody? I'm trying to get you to see. Don't you let nobody shout you down. Don't you let nobody give you a word to make you feel good. Don't you let nobody tell you ain't got what it takes. Don't you let nobody mess with your head. God said it right here about you in this word. In whom also he have obtained an inheritance being predestined according to the purpose of his own, look at, of his own, of him, of his own will. He says in the 12th verse, he said that when he should be uh, praised in his glory to whom first trusted him, in the 13th verse, to whom ye yeah, are trusted after all the gospel of your salvation, in whom and also after, uh, after excuse me, after, after that trust and belief where you were, sold, were sealed with the promise of the Holy Spirit. I got to read this one again. It's helped me on this one. I'm kind of hurting them. I'm staggering a little bit. I'm hurting them. Look what it said. Look what it said right in this particular 13 verse. And whom he also trusted after he heard the word of truth. After you heard the word of truth, the God said to him that believe all things are possible. So he said, to him whom have trusted after the things he heard, after he heard the word of truth. The gospel of salvation, that's John the Baptist in there with it also. In whom also after that ye believe you were look, sealed, envelope. You see that envelope? You seal it? Sealed. Can't nobody open you up but God. Can't nobody take your soul from you but God. It's already sealed in you. God says stir up it is in you because it's sealed in you. Whatever gift God got in you, man can't open it. The only one can open it is the Holy Ghost. Listen here, let me tell you something right here. Once again, this 13th verse. In whom you also trusted after you heard the word of truth of the gospel of salvation. Also, after believing, you are sealed, look here, with the Holy Spirit of promise. The Holy Spirit made that promise. It ain't a man gave that promise. The Bible said that you are wonderfully made. That you are wonderfully, wonderfully made by Christ. God loves you. He doesn't matter what you went through. What somebody say about you, what love you, and what condition you're in. God yet love you. And I'm telling you, man, oh God, He will heal you and take you from every situation and every problem in your life. Don't you let nobody predestinate your future. Don't you nobody tell you that you no good. God got a plan for you. He said in Jeremiah 29 11, only I know that thought. Only I know that plan that I have for you. It ain't about how much money you give, it ain't about how much time you spend in terms of your own effort, but with God it counts. But how you spend your time toward Him. On your face praying and asking God for direction in which you're going. And Mary, Mary, them sisters said that back in the day. I was talking to my uh, one of my uh, uh, one of my uh, people that's a part of our services here, uh, one of the ministers, Renee Ellis, and we were talking about how Mary, Mary, that song back then made that song, but it was another song came out by the gospel by the gospel Southerners, I believe. Uh, one of my buddies, he might know a little bit about that. It was gospel Southerners, and they were saying, "I'm traveling on to the goal of a place." And I've got, to, I've got to cross over Jordan before I go into Jerusalem. And we all traveling. Mary, Mary said, I've got, I'm, 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 I got somewhere to go, but I'm praying as I get there. I, want to, I know they song, Mary, Mary, how you, most of y'all know it. You know, it's kind of a beat. They beat, beat upbeat it. I'm praying when I get there because I got somewhere to go. Because you all got somewhere you got to go. But you got to pray when you get there. That's what you got to understand your Matthew 6. You got to get in your closet. You got to pray God for direction. Don't you run out there behind nobody. You find out we it's too critical right now. 
We're in too much of a critical situation to run up behind people and look at them for the answers and what we need. We need to pray. And we need to do just what the Word of God says in Matthew uh, 1 and 33. If we're going to come together, let us come together for prayer for our nations, for our countries, for our cities. As I see that brother down there, uh, Pastor Martin doing over there in uh, down in Flint, it, it, the, the thing they have in some of the neighborhood problems going, he always talking to, excuse me, he always talking about a lot of things that go on in the city dealing with uh, some of the events that take place. He's always on top of a lot of stuff. But I commend him because he looks more for the city. And I ain't saying he neglects his church, but he looks out for the people. He really looks out for the people of God because he's always talking about the people of God. He always keeps you aware of events that's going on in the city, around the city. But I'm telling you, man of God, this word right here, the Bible says, after you've heard the word of truth, man of God, look at that is no more room for error. You're going to have to get yourself up and move. You ain't got no more excuse. If a man of God like myself give you the word, you need to get on your knees and you need to start praying. He says on this 14th verse, which are earnest of our intentions until the, look at, until the redemption of the purchased possession unto the praise of glory. He says in the 15th verse, wherefore we also, after we heard of your faith, you're talking to the, you're talking to the Ephesians, we heard of your faith. In the Lord Jesus Christ, love unto you all. Cease not to give thanks to you, making mention to you in my prayers, that God our Lord Jesus Christ, the Father of glory, may give unto you spirit. Look here, spiritual wisdom. Look, spirit, wisdom, he says, and revelation and knowledge of him, not man, of him. You better get in your secret place. You better go in your closet. You better learn how I say that by that, that you better pray. You better pray like you a wild man. People talking about the Bible say don't babble. You better babble. You better babble. And you better call on God like you got a hearing aid. You better call on him. Because God in the midst of doing something new in your life. And this is a shaking that's going on that we know nothing about. Don't no man know what type of shaking. But I know we getting shook. We getting shook and we getting shook. And people still not understanding why we getting shook like this. But God is doing some shifting and God is doing some changing. And he's going to make a change whether you like it or not. I don't care what you think, what these prophets telling you, what they tell you. They tell you Trump supposed to be in position. Excuse me. Not say that. Call that out again. All these prophets, these known prophets running around telling you Trump supposed to win. Trump this, that, Trump that. His name means Trump. They prophesied all this stuff. And what do we get the outcome? The Bible said God said, only I know the thoughts and the plans I have. It's good and not of evil. God knows what he has for this future. And the only reason you, you that man, look here, you, you put a clown in the warehouse, you're going to get a circus, and that's what you get in a circus. All this stuff is going on about him. All this parading and stuff is going on about him. All this disruption, all this occlusions that they say he's doing. He's, that, that's the person you played hands on. And a lot of y'all, really to tell you, a lot of you other pastors, and I'm going to tell it on y'all, a lot of y'all laid hands on a prayer for he thought he was going to give y'all some money. He ain't gave you nothing. And he ain't going to give you nothing. You better trust in God for what you need. And you better find yourself where you need to go. And you better get yourself out of whatever it is that you're in. And you better trust the Lord and lean not to your own understanding. Because I'm telling you, when God pull a rug from under you, it's, I know it ain't nothing, it, it's, it ain't, it's all over but the shop. It's just a matter of time. You don't like what I'm telling you, I'm going to tell you the truth whether you like it or not. Because you got to tell these people about what's really going on around them. Man and woman God, we're going to have to pray. Because it's going to be God that's going to bring us out. It ain't going to be M-A-N, it ain't going to be my church name, it ain't going to be my name of some preacher, some pastor, some apostle, myself. You're going to have to pray and find out what it is that God has for you to do and what is your position on the field and what the plan is that God has for you. I don't know about you. I don't know where you are and what you're going through. 
But I pray to God in the name of Jesus, hallelujah, that you look over these men and women of God and you touch them, Father God, in every area and every part of their life. I decree and declare by the word of God and by the power of the illumination of the four winds of the Holy Spirit that you will swoop down in them in their minds and their hearts and their homes and their jobs, their finances, and whatever else that they need, Father, to sustain them during this time. That they may need to know that you are God and beside you there's no other. Lord, look over their health. Look over their strength. Father God, go into the hospitals, Father God. Go up and down, Father God. Move, convict, and arrest. Shut down everything that's not like you. Go into the ICUs, Father God. Walk down to all the buildings, the corporations, Father God. Look Look at all the mayors and the governors, Father God, throughout the land, Father God. Touch them in their house and their home. Shut them up in the modern middle of the night, Father. Get them up on their knees and pray, Father God, to you in the name of Jesus, that they may know and understand that you are God, and beside you there's no Let them turn from their wicked ways, Father God. Begin to turn and do right and change this world back in the position they need to be in, Father. Let us walk upright, Father God. They may receive the blessings according to Proverbs 10, 22, Father, that you have in store for us, Father God. You said the blessings of the Lord is one that's going to make us rich, but our blessings Lessons are going to come to how we praise you, how we trust you, how we believe in you in the midst of our times and the situations we're going through, Father God. Look over my family, Father God. Look over my wife. Look over my daughters, Father God. Look over all my children, Father God. Whatever it may be going through, Father God, change them in the name of Jesus. Let them know that the word is more powerful than they can imagine than ever before. Look over all my sisters and brothers, Father God, and every other sister and brother in the name of Jesus. Let them know that you are God and beside you there is no other, Father God. I plead the blood in the name of Jesus on everyone the lives of every individual across this world that they may know and understand that you are always in control Lord move by your four winds flap your wings Father God and cause this thing to cease in the name of Jesus Father God as we come together to be as one Father God let us like be newborn babies Father God that we may come forth innocent towards you, Father God, and bow before you, Father God, and receive the engraftation of power through the Holy Spirit, Father God. We trust you, Father God. We know, Father God, far above all principalities and powers and dominion, Father God, has no authority over us in whatever it is that we're doing, Father God. Let us know that you're God, and beside you, there's no other Lord. Move by your Holy Ghost. Move by your Spirit. Move by your Word. Move by your authority in the name of Jesus, Father God. Let the Word be known to all the world that you are God, Father God, and there's no one like you, Father God, and it's you only alone, Father God, will save us from the very tormenting things we're doing to. I bless this word in the name of Jesus. I declare this word in the name of Jesus. That the word to go forth, I put it to the third heaven, and it will and shall not come back void, but it has already accomplished all that therein. I believe and declare and decree that I cover this word with the blood, and by the power and authority of the Holy Spirit, it shall go forth, and it will not come back void. And I shut down every force of every demon, every negative word, every outside force, Father God, and I shut down every serpent, Father. I chop the head off of every negative spirit. I cup off every claw in the name of Jesus, Father God. And I declare the word, Father God, that you will swoop down and you will move in the way, Father God, and every evil eye, Father God, should be shut closed in the name of Jesus. You'll stop every evil ear, every evil thought in the name of Jesus. I decree right now that it's done through the spirit, Father God. And I call this word been done right now in your precious and powerful and mighty name. I pray, Lord, amen. Man, woman, God, you're going to have to pray. You're going to have to learn how to shut it off. And forget all this old pretty boy stuff, pretty girl stuff. And you're going to have to learn to pray. Because the power of God is showing us something in this season. He's not trying to save bricks. He's not trying to save mortars. He's not trying to save anything but his people. If my people were called by my name, would humble themselves and pray, God will heal the land. I believe that with all my heart. 
Quit looking at the monument structures of things that you have and turn your face to the north. That means up, look to God, who's going to bring you out of every circumstance and every situation you're in. I'm Apostle Charles Ellis here at Harvest New Life Church Studios here at Harvest New Life Church to my beautiful wife, Pastor Patty Ellis. Let's shout out to State Farm. We're all down with State Farm and all those who follow her. My whole team, blessing to you all. We got a super team, a Michigan team, all those out there, and our Philadelphia team, all those out there, all those in our Arizona team. We trust in you, all those in our Saginaw team. We're down with you. We're rolling hard. We're rolling tough, and we ain't trying to be over nobody, but we want the power, the spirit, the move with authority. Forget trying to have a name. Forget trying to have a title. We moving with vengeance and authority through the power of the Holy Spirit. You run in my hand, title the name, you do that. But we moving in a whole different direction and we moving through power. Trust this word in the name of Jesus. Know that God's plan for your life is really more than what you can see. So I ask the YouTube team, we thank you guys for being with us. I'm sorry I had to kind of move around on you guys a lot. You know, I had this hamstring situation going on here and I thank God for he took care of that for me. But I had to get on here and get going with you guys. But I want to make sure, hey, look, we love you guys. And we're going to shut you guys down for now. And I'm constantly looking down at the, the, the system, but I do have my eyes on you guys. But I thank God for each and every one of you for joining us on our service today here at HNLC Studios. And man, look, God bless you and God love you. Here are our, our YouTube team. We thank you guys. And y'all take care. For all those who are out there in our actually, um, our actually, uh, Podbean station, we thank God for them as well. Our Podbean team. It's just such a blessing for you guys to be with us on the studio, in the studio. And I thank God for you, all those who join us on Facebook. We're going to lose you guys out here right now. I pray this was a word that will help you move forward in the situations and circumstances you're in. And we know the plan of God is always more than what you can see. And we just thank God for you guys. And for YouTube, I know we had some troubles, but hey, we thank God for you guys being with us. And all of you out there, and I actually, um, I was out there and I actually, um, Facebook team, man, blessing to every one of y'all, man. Keep moving. Don't let nobody shut you down. Let nobody play with your head. Don't get caught up in no stuff. Move by the power of the Spirit. Every smooth mouth demon, man, shut them down and get yourself in the prayer and trusting God in the midst of your situation. And know that God's plan is always for what you can see. Man, God, we win a win a win a win a storm, man. We in a storm. I see I love Babosi. We're set down every evil spirit, every evil thing. Man, when we are, we're going to have to pray. I believe. Or we're going to have to get into our place, and we're going to have to move with the authority that God has given us. Man, look, I don't want to get emotional on here, but I'm telling you, the Holy Spirit moves on me. I'm moving like I said. I'm moving a second. I will click on you. And I don't even shame about telling you what the Word of God has said. You may hate it, but I do not care. I'm going to tell you the truth, the whole truth, and nothing but the truth will help me, God. I'm not afraid of nothing or no one. You got a problem with me? Take it to the Lord. And let him deal with yourself. And I'm telling you, man, woman, God, you got to get it together because God's plan is really more than what you can see. Man, God, we love you guys. We appreciate you guys. And we appreciate y'all being us with our Facebook team to each and every one of you. We love you guys. And look here, man, look, I, I can tell you all that we love you, but we got to get out of here. And I, you know, pray for that hamstring thing I had and know that God's plan for you is a blessing. And I'm, I'm praying for you also. Amen. To those who are not actually, um, Facebook team, we thank God for them. We start them up. We thank God for them being with us. And um, it's just a great time to be with them also. And we thank you guys over at Spreaker. Man, y'all always number one with us. We thank God for you guys. And we love you guys. Man, look, y'all be blessed. And y'all take care, okay?
All right, God bless you guys. I'm Apostle Charles Ellis here at HNLC Studios here in the city of Plano, Texas, asking you guys to come out and join us to our actually anchor station on tomorrow morning on our early bird word show here at HNLC Studios. It takes place at 8.30 a.m. Central Standard Time. Love you guys to be a part of the work we're doing here at HNLC Studios. More information about me and the work men and women of God is doing here. Go to harvestnewlifechurch.com. Prayer requests are sent to actually a text message you can send out to 214-897-9554. Hope to see you guys on tomorrow morning. God bless you.